This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to Country Roads Confidential. I am your host, Chris Anderson, publisher of Ear Sports, the West Virginia site on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. No Mike today. We are, even though he does have a laminated and renewable recruiting card from all of his summer camp experience, this is going to be a recruiting focused one. And I have brought on someone who has been doing this even longer than myself and Mike, and that is 24-7 Sports National Analyst, Brian Dome. Brian, how are you? Listen, I've been able to do a lot of things in my life, and I've been very fortunate with my career but I have now reached the pinnacle getting on your podcast. So So thank you for having me on. And if I get hit by a bus, when I walk out the door today, my life will be complete. Hey man, I I keep hearing you on like Penn state stuff and I, and and Rutgers (laughs) stuff. I don't want to do that to you anymore. You got to come over to the good, the good podcasts. (laughs) Very well done. Very well done. (laughs) Uh, we're going to talk about a couple, a couple of West Virginia commitments and a couple of West Virginia targets today. Uh, you cover recruits all over the country, but it, you know you have a long experience with Mid Atlantic, Northeast, uh, those type of guys, and you've seen a few uh, future Mountaineers and potential future future Mountaineers recently. And I wanted to ask you about them. The the most recent, the one that has been the talk of the Country Roads Confidential Message Board was Jaheim White and your report mm. on him just, what, over this past weekend? Uh, what, saw, what did you, what did you think Sunday. when you saw? Yeah, yeah so I saw him Sunday, and, and he was uh, – well, he's really put together. Um, I think I tweeted out a picture of him just, you know, he, he's a physical specimen. Now, he's not the tallest, but that's okay. And, you know, when you go to these camps, a lot of times it's hard for running backs to stand out, right, especially when they don't do the cat and mouse stuff where you're basically – playing tag with a linebacker in, in short spaces, but, you know, watch him go through the drills, good footwork. He was, you know, really balanced, could change direction. And then I watched him as a pass catcher and he made some unbelievable catches to where, look, he got out of some breaks. He, he was able to pull away from some of the, the linebackers covering him, but there were plays also down the field or, or, you know, on out routes where, he had to manipulate his body, show great body control, go up, snag the ball, secure it. And he was able to do all that. And, and I left it thinking, wow, man, we, we got to take another look at this kid and, and see what we want to do. Um, do we want to push his ranking up a little bit or, or what? And, you know, get some times on him, some testing time. So it was my first chance to see him. And I thought, you know, is he a kid that's going to carry it 20 to 25 times a game? I don't know if he's that kind of build, um, even though he's a thick kid, but I do know that he's going to create some matchup problems because I I think not only can you give him the ball out of the backfield, you can pass him out of the backfield. I really think you could line him up in the slot and get a mismatch there, some one-on-one stuff and get him in space. I I came away um, excited and I was really, I told him 
thank goodness I finally get a chance to see you. And then after I saw him, I was like, geez, I feel cheated that I didn't see him earlier. Well, I, I want you to know that you commented on the rating, a potential improvement, and this segment will now be earmarked and bookmarked <laughs> on the WVU message board for the next, I don't know, two to seven years. Uh, so good job on that one. Low end, low end, yes. <laughs> um, but that's good to hear. So I saw him at West Virginia, one of West Virginia's camps last summer, and this was one of their, I don't know if you've ever seen this with other schools or camps or trainers or anything, but they elected to kind of make up a camp on the fly. Um, mm. You know, they had their camp schedule that was set for four or five months and then just decided last minute to just hold another one randomly three days later. And he was there. And unfortunately, when you do one of those last minute ones, there's not many other people there. So there was like right. maybe 40 to 50 kids there, all indoors, really limited on reps and one-on-ones. And like you said, it's not a great place for running backs to really shine. But uh, really, the only thing that stood out to me was how much attention West Virginia gave him. And as you noted, his build, he looked like he had just thick, thick legs, a nice lower body uh, build. But uh, yeah, a little well, five nine, I think is what we got listed. And I don't, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, have, you, have yeah. you gotten any recent? No, I mean, I think, I, I mean, we'll, we'll probably, you know, they'll start filtering out in the next week from the, from the camp when it, it gets all put together, but that, that's about accurate. And like, you know, I'm sure you saw it too, Chris, he, he just moved really well. And, and he doesn't have a long way to go in terms of having to really build up strength to handle the college game and getting hit. I, I think he's pretty solid in that, but you know, when, when you see him and, and he's that built, right. And I don't want to make it sound like he's muscle bound because he's really fluid and, and he really can move well. And to watch him catch the ball down the field, I get that you're in shorts and a t-shirt and you're always thinking of that, but you know, there's a lot of other running backs there too. And none of them are doing the things he's doing. I mean, London Montgomery had a good day too, but, um, and, and he was right there with Jaheim White as far as one of the top five offensive performers, but Jaheim White just, you know, when you're sitting there going, Oh man, another one, another one, it kind of stands out to you. Well, let's uh, go right across state lines or maybe kind of sort of, now across straight lines or um no i was saying actually let's stick with let's stick with uh pennsylvania i was going to go to james hurd but we'll get to him in a minute let's go with josiah trotter you're gonna you're gonna confuse people because half of the people on here aren't going to realize that james <laughs> transferred to a jersey school but go ahead hey it's been the conversation on our board uh but we'll get to that in a minute but just not so to mention for- not to mention just josiah they're both South Jersey guys who just happened to go to school in PA. Okay. <laughs> uh, good. Let's make it as confusing as possible, but we'll, we'll, we'll focus on just what you want with recruiting coverage Absolutely. instead of straight to the point. Let's confuse everybody even more. Why not? Uh, <laughs> Trotter uh, committed to West Virginia last month. Uh, NFL legacy. His father played in the NFL for a long time for the Eagles and, and I believe a couple other teams, but um, what is West Virginia getting in him? Because I think, you know, he had a, he had a different top four. Speaking of confusing, he had a top four that wasn't West Virginia and then added him later. And so can you recap what happened there and what West Virginia's getting? Yeah. um, You know, it's funny because, you know, Josiah's brother, Jeremiah Jr. plays at Clemson. 
And you could not get two different kids when it came to how recruiting was handled. Jeremiah, I remember I spoke with him right after a game. I said, you got any visits coming up? Nope, nothing. And the next day he showed up at Clemson and committed. <laughs> okay. And so then you had Josiah who knew how to get his name out and, and wanted to get his name out. So he put out a top four last summer after a visit to South Carolina. I think it was South Carolina, Penn State, Ohio State, and I, I, Clemson was the other one, I believe. And he stayed with those for the most part, but then he started to, uh, you know, Virginia Tech got involved, West Virginia got involved. He really liked Virginia Tech because Brent Pry, who was at Penn State as a DC, is not a new head coach there. And he really started hearing about some of the, you know, he, he plays at Philadelphia St. Joseph's. And so he started hearing about West Virginia from some of the Philly kids who had been down there um, either on visits or, you know, just played there. And, and he liked what he heard. And he, he went down there and just got a connection with the staff. And it was done pretty quickly, to be honest. And so then he put out another top four with, I think, West Virginia in it. But he's a, you know, I saw him in the seven on seven scene. I've seen him play live for St. Joe's. Um, I, I like the fact he tells me he's going to go there and play, you know, inside linebacker at West Virginia, which I think he's perfectly suited for. He's a really bright kid. He'll be able to, you know, talking to his coaches. He is a football junkie. He'll understand the defense to be able to, to put the guys in the right position while he's on the field. And he's a kid that can really do well playing downhill and filling run gaps. You know, the one, the one, unknown with him because he didn't hit the camp circuit to get those 40 times and some testing numbers was you know just how well he's going to be able to run to get to the sideline to chase down a play um, I think he has it in him but until you see it you know there's some uncertainty there but for me if you're talking about like a hard-nosed kid who's gonna just fill run gaps and be just a tough inside linebacker I think that's what West Virginia's getting there he's also a kid that knows how to help the recruiting process with other players. So he's a guy that I think will be front and center in trying to get more kids on board. You know, he may not be uh, front and center for people to see it all in terms of social media and always being out there. But when it comes to the prospects, uh, he'll spend a lot of time talking with them. Let's go to the other guy I was alluding to earlier, the other New Jersey's guy that, plays in Philly, but doesn't play in Philly anymore, but now plays in New Jersey and also <laughs> plays linebacker, but might not play linebacker at the next spot. Um, James Hurd, uh, as West Virginia's top group, planning an official visit, uh, was teammates with Trotter, uh, but will be going to Camden uh, High School, he announced uh, on social media last week. Um, what have you heard about West Virginia's chances with him? And, and is he a linebacker? Or is he kind of an edge guy at West Virginia? That's called the, the, the bandit position. Yeah. So a, a couple of things, and there's some interesting stuff with Hurd. Um, he originally started at a school in South Jersey, went to Philly back in Jersey. Main reason he's coming back to New Jersey is St. Joe's prep in Philly does not allow mid-year enrollee. You can't graduate early. Now there's always ways around it to where kids can leave the school, take online classes and still get, to their college in January. So that's doable. So that's why he, he went um, over to Camden High, which has a new coach, um, 
Rob Henson, who used to be at Timber Creek. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I remember him. I'm, yeah, which I'm sure some West Virginia folks will remember. So you know, he's going to go there, get good coaching. And, um, you know, he, Rob knows West Virginia well. And so there's that part of it. Now, and he's got a top four, Tennessee, West Virginia, Kentucky, Virginia. Uh, he's supposed to be down in Virginia in the next week or so to check things out there. I keep hearing West Virginia is in the best spot for him. You never know. We'll see what happens with visits and how many officials he's going to make. But uh, I think the combination of West Virginia has been on him a lot. They got Josiah Trotter, who is still in James Hurd's ear all the time. Hurd is comfortable at West Virginia. So I, I think from that situation, um, I'm not ready to put a pick in yet because I know people are going to ask that. But uh, I, I think it's trending that way. Um, we'll see. And I'm, I'm sure people will ask me, when are you putting it in? When are you putting it in? It'll go in when it goes in. Um, I'm not going to say, ah, I, I'm going to put in a pick and then hold it for a week. As soon as I'm ready, it'll go in. So we handle that aspect of it. As a player, I've seen him on the camp circuit a bunch. I've seen him play for his team live. And he would always work out as a defensive end at these camps I went to. And it was interesting because he's 6'2", 210, and he's gotten the build of a linebacker. But he's got the quickness off the ball, you know, that really makes him intriguing as a D-end. But the question is, does he have the type of frame that will allow him to get to 240, you know, 235, 240, and play defensive end in a major conference because one of the things he would run up against against some of the better offensive linemen is just from a strength standpoint, um, they were able to handle him, you know, because his size wasn't the greatest, especially when he got inside on him and they were able to get their hands on him. I think in watching him play to where he pursues well, he can change direction. I think he's a hybrid kind of guy where you stand him up on the edge you can play him as an outside linebacker in a 3-4. If you want to play a 4-3 and bring him off the edge, you can stand him up and do that. I, I think that's who he is. And I think once he gets into a defense to where this is what it's going to be and he can develop his body to fit how he's going to be used, then I think he'll have a chance to really uh, accelerate in his development. Moving Back into Pennsylvania, uh, definitively in Pennsylvania, uh, Dallas town <laughs> area wide receiver, Kenny Johnson, somebody that West Virginia has pretty high on their board at the position, has already been to campus at least once, uh, planning a return for an official visit during the summer. Uh, what you, you saw him recently. Did you see him at camp recently? I saw him at a seven on seven in New Jersey. I want to say in March. Okay. And what, you know, what, cause it all, you know how it is, man. It all runs together. Yeah. Well, I, I amongst your thousands of prospects and dozens of stops, <laughs> uh, did Kenny Johnson stick out to you? What did, what did you see from him? Yeah, he did. I mean, I thought he ran good routes. He had good size, um, looked to have good ball skills in, in the event that I was at. Um, it was not a, the highest level event, but at the end of the day, he was still able to separate, you know, get open, constantly 
you know, whether it was across the middle, down the field, looked to get out of his breaks well. Um, yeah, and, and I think he had a good frame, and he reminded me of, and, and I hope West Virginia fans remember this, he, he reminded me a lot of watching the kill shorts as a high school kid. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and, and I always liked the kill. I thought, I thought he was a really good player. I think he had a good career at West Virginia. He sure did. Right. Very, very good. I think one of the best, like, third down receivers in yeah. West Virginia history. Yeah, good for him because, again, good kid, good family. And so, you know, for Kenny Johnson, it's he's, I don't think he's a guy that's going to sit there and, you know, have your eyes pop out because of, you know, measurables and, and testing times. But I, I think he's a really good receiver. I mean, we have him as an 87, which I think, you know, people tend to forget that that's still a really good grade. Um so, yeah, I, I think a lot of those things kind of stood out to me just in terms of just being an all-around good player. Yeah, And right now, um, based off what I'm looking at here on our, on our, our site, uh, four official visits set, Pittsburgh first, then West Virginia, and then Rutgers, and then Penn State. Um, yes. Oh, yes. oh, no, Brian. Did I bring you on here to talk about a future Penn State wide receiver? I see <laughs> lead expert Brian Doan with a pick in for uh, for uh, Penn State here. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now that's where it is. That's where uh, I feel like he's leaning, but a lot can go on between now and the end of those official visits. Um, you know, especially when you put in a pick this early in the process, or, or as I did early in the process with him, there are some things that change. Um, and so we'll see where Penn State's receiver recruiting goes. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If they called him up tomorrow and said, hey, we want you on board right now, I think there's a good chance he does. But the longer it goes on, the more opportunity is for Pittsburgh, for Rutgers, for West Virginia to get involved. And the schools that you know, in talking to Kenny, not only, you know, he's been to Penn State a few times, he's been to Rutgers um, multiple times. He's been to West Virginia. He's comfortable at both of those places. Um, you know, and for me, he's always told me that he liked his fit in West Virginia's offense as well. So, listen, I'm not 100% on those crystal ball picks. I'm close, right? I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm pretty good at them. But uh, when they're made far out, there is not nearly as much um, accuracy as when they're made a week or two before a decision. Yeah. Now let's. How uh, was that? Was that diplomatic? Was that that was diplomatic. diplomatic. I was. I should have checked to see if you had a crystal ball in before I, I elected to ask about it. But um, oh, that's I mean, it, okay. It doesn't change the fact that he's still a top. But you don't put. But you team. don't put. You know, last time. <laughs> well, pretty much every time I'm on. I'm on your site. It doesn't seem like you put in a lot of crystal balls. Now, am I getting that right from the readers? Am oh, I yeah. understanding that right? And I think the, the big thing, I always get a message every time I say something positive about West Virginia and a kid, it's put in a crystal ball, coward. And uh, it, yeah. it's not yeah. it's not my thing. I, I, I don't can we it. just get? Can we just have somebody start a thread on that board <laughs> and just pin it to the top so each time it can get referred to and they yeah. can just add to that? I mean, I think for me, that's a challenge to your to your board. 
Just a, a, a complete list of all the times I chickened out on putting in a crystal ball. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, <laughs> hey, if I was hitting 94% or 97%, whatever it is you're hitting at, I'd put them in all the time. But uh, I wasn't hitting at that rate, so I stopped. Um, let's yeah. let's end with uh, maybe we'll call him the crown jewel, but uh, somebody that has been at the top of West Virginia recruiting board pretty much regardless of position for a long time now, over a year. Uh, Rodney Gallagher from Laurel Highlands, Pennsylvania, um, set released a, yeah, released a commitment date the other day, July 4th. Always yes. got to love the holiday mm. commitment dates. Mm. Uh, you a big fan of those? Well, listen, I mean, as people know, usually we kind of are able to pre-write some of these commitments, but yeah. my thing is, especially in the NIL world where you're trying to maximize visibility, Mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people sitting there waiting for things on july 4th yeah we, we need yeah. to talk to them about the holidays and then the guys that like to release it on like friday night like there's friday a friday night call it a, a friday afternoon news dump yeah like, there's <laughs> that yeah i i agree whole i mean i i do talk to kids about that sometimes with uh you know trying to maximize it to help them out um and it, with some they listen and with some they have their own reasons for why they want to do something and both are fine it's just yeah. that you know, July 4th, I know uh, at the Anderson Palatial Estate, you'll be out there grilling and, you know, all of a sudden the commitment happens and you'll go flick it in and do your thing. And 20 minutes later, you'll be out grilling again. Yeah. Well, let's hope that's what it is this time. Uh, but West Virginia in the mix. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they are. And I, my, I know people will jump all over saying, oh, he's going to West Virginia. No, I'm just joking around, folks. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. Um, but I think West Virginia, what I got top five ish here, is it, is it a true top five? I see, you know, West Virginia, Oklahoma state, Notre Dame, Oregon, Penn state. For me, this is a Virginia tech, West Virginia, Penn state pit battle, right? I think Notre Dame is also in there. I think a lot of people think he's going to Notre Dame. I don't, I don't have that same belief right now. Um, Texas, you know, Brennan Marion's the receivers coach down there. He's pretty well connected uh, to the Pittsburgh area and Western PA. So I think you don't overlook Texas, but it's a really interesting recruitment from the standpoint of, all right, he's been to Penn State a bunch. I mean, a bunch. His, his mom um, went there and one thing that he's always cognizant of doing is his mom, his mom has passed and to always make sure that he is honoring her in some way with some tweets or, or um, the importance of certain dates and days to him. And so I understand that. So I look at Penn state and I said, boy, that, that, that could really be tough to beat. He's going to Virginia tech with Tamir Robinson. And if we want to open that box, we can, um, you know, this month, and Virginia Tech has done a good job, especially again, like I mentioned before, with Brent Pryor, a former DC at Penn State. So I keep hearing that, you know, Tamir really likes Virginia Tech too. And it may, you know, if they're visiting together, it tells you that they're friends. I don't believe in package deals, but I do believe in, you know, if they're going together, they're going to talk well about it together if it goes well. Pittsburgh is right there. Uh, it makes sense for a lot of reasons. 
Notre Dame, he visited out there, I think, for the spring game. He absolutely loved it. There were a lot of people that came away from that thinking, okay, Notre Dame's going to get him. And I'm not saying Notre Dame won't, but it's there's still some work to be done on that one there. And then West Virginia, the one thing I've heard a lot with West Virginia is they've done a good job with NILs. And so he likes the location. He likes how he could fit in the offense. He likes the coaching staff. He likes the feel of the program. And you know, we'll see what happens with NILs with this latest NCAA thing um, in terms of them trying to get a, a little bit of a grasp on it, which of course they will not, but that's even another topic. But I think West Virginia is right there in it. I don't, I don't think West Virginia is a dark horse. I don't think they have a puncher's chance. I think they're much more involved than that. And you mentioned the position, kind of, you mentioned him fitting in the offense. Uh, we, 24-7 sports, have him listed as an athlete. Uh, when he came up to West Virginia's camp last summer, he played quarterback, receiver, cornerback, um, West Virginia is recruiting him as a slot receiver, but where do you see, I mean, is that his brightest future? Is it one of these situations where, Hey, cornerbacks are typically more coveted or does it matter? Um, I I think, you know, for me right now, I think it's going to be a receiver and and that's something we're going to talk about on rankings calls in the next probably few weeks on how do we, you know, do we take them out of the athlete thing and put him to receiver. I know a lot of schools like him at receiver. Um, he played quarterback last year out of need. Early in his career, he was a receiver, m- much more of a receiver. He tells me he's probably going to go back to playing receiver and DB this season. But again, he, he did it out of need. He's an unbelievable athlete. I mean, you talk about a kid who at one point was getting power five basketball offers as well. And he decided to focus on, on football. And, and it makes a ton of sense because the last time I looked in the NBA, there were not a ton of 5'10 guards out there. <laughs> so um, so I, I give him his, his inner circle gets it. He gets it. So I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's a receiver. Corner, yeah, I mean, I, I guess. But you know, one of the things you see in college football is that slot guy can put up some really big numbers. And they are getting drafted. I mean, you look at, you know, when he goes and visits Penn State, they keep talking about how he could be like KJ Hamler or Jahan Dotson. Well, Jahan Dotson just went in the first round. So while corners are still a premium position, receivers can still make, you know, some some cake too in the NFL. So I, I think that's something that you really look at with him. Well, Brian, just like uh... – Mike and I always do. We, we, we set a time limit for this podcast and we not only exceeded it, but nearly doubled it somehow. Um, well, so. that's because Chris, that's because you haven't had me on these before. Again, I've <laughs> now reached the pinnacle, but when you texted me and they're like, Hey, it's going to take like 15 minutes. And then you said, we're going to talk about X number of guys. I thought to myself, yeah, there's no chance we're going to be done in that time. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's, what is it? Uh, what's the opposite of undersell and over over deliver? Whatever the opposite of that is, oversell yeah. and under deliver. That's what. So yeah. is that? I don't want. I, maybe we shouldn't make that the motto of this podcast. But <laughs> no, hey, listen, I'm just honored to be on this, and so you know, I'm not sure 
I wish we did video so at least I could have had a picture of myself being like on the West Virginia 247 site. And then yeah. I could frame that, just move that, you know, make that this move the picture of my wife and I away from the <laughs> fireplace mantle and put that up. There you go. Well, you know what? I'll send you a banner, an ear sports banner, and you can <laughs> you can put it behind you when you go on other other podcasts. Um, Listen, man, I have a I have a really good friend who graduated from West Virginia, um, who is in the college sports business, and I'll leave it at that. But you sent me one of those, and I sent it to him, man. It would be like you know Christmas and his birthday all wrapped into one. <laughs> oh boy! Oh yes. boy! All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up right now. Uh, Brian, hope to have you on again some sometime in the future. Maybe if one of these guys we were talking about does end up committing to West Virginia, maybe when you put in a crystal ball, coward, and uh, we'll have you back on. Does that sound all right? Oh, well done. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Well, until next time, thanks for listening to Country Roads Confidential. I'll be back with Mike later in the week. And that's all for today.